Welcome to Celebration Church's podcast. We hope this helps you to know God better and trust Him more. To learn more about Celebration Church, please visit us at celebrationchurchlive.com. Well, hey, I'm excited about, about this. Uh, this is my first time preaching on a Sunday morning, a full-blown sermon. So I am pumped, I'm excited, and I'm ready. Um, but hey, the big truth that we're looking at today is this right here. If you got your notes, you got your bulletin, you got it on your phone digitally, however you have it, if you're online, the big truth that we're looking at is this, is that trusting God with our lives now gives us hope for the future. Trusting God with our lives literally right now, gives us hope for the future. I don't know about you, but if you're anything like me, when it comes to a new year, uh, Officer Hernandez said it best. Uh, Man, we start to plan those New Year's resolutions. Am I right? We get into the year and we start planning, man, what can I do better this year? What is it that I need to change? How can I maybe save a little bit? more money, and all those things, maybe even set some goals or write down some God-given dreams, and all those things are amazing. And with those things come excitement. With planning those things ahead come, come being, comes joy. But if we're going to be honest, sometimes thinking about what is to come and thinking about the future, um, sometimes, if we're going to be honest, anxiety would like to creep in. Uh, being nervous starts to creep in. I don't know what my future is going to look like. And this is the one I want to look at today. Worry starts to creep in. This thing we call worry. You see, we're excited, but sometimes we're worried at the same time. We find ourselves, if we're going to be honest, worried because we start to think about how the previous years went. 2019 just wasn't my year. 2020, don't even get me started. 2021, snowpocalypse, wiped out my budget. I'm telling you, we start to think of all the negativity that's happened in the past, and because of that, we naturally start to expect for the worse. But can I tell you today that the Bible says something different? that our God says something different. And I want to encourage you with this scripture today. In Matthew 6, 31, picking up there, it says this. It says, so do not worry, saying, what shall we eat or what shall we drink or what shall we wear? For the pagans run after all these things, and your heavenly Father knows that you need them. But seek first his kingdom and his righteousness and all these things will be given to you as well. Therefore, do not worry about tomorrow, for tomorrow will worry about itself. Each day has enough trouble of its own. Can we be honest? Doesn't this sound like us sometimes? We worry about what we're going to eat. I don't know about you, but I've been there, (laughs) obviously. (laughs) What we're going to eat, what we're going to drink, caffeinated, decaf, what 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 are we sipping on today? What we're going to wear, we start to think about, oh, I don't know what I'm going to wear. <sighs> that store that was supposed to have themselves every year on the first, yeah, they messed me up this year. They decided not to have it. So I don't know what I'm wearing this year. <laughs> that was me. 
And maybe you find yourself in that place. You start worrying about all, all these things. But the scripture encourages us to seek first the kingdom, to seek first his righteousness. What does that mean to seek his kingdom? I think what that means is to put our trust in God. To trust that he is in control. To trust that he holds it all. And I'm telling you, when we trust in God, all these things will naturally fill in. All these things will come to pass. Everything you need, he will, he will provide. I love the way the message translation says in verse 34. If you can throw up the screen, it says, it says, give your entire attention to what God is doing right now. Give your entire attention to what God is doing right now. And don't get worked up about what may or may not happen tomorrow. God will help you deal with whatever hard things come up when the time comes. Give your entire attention to what God is doing right now. About five years ago, um, I remember uh, Pastor Keenan. Uh, you all got, you all know who he is. Pastor Keenan is our young adult pastor here at Celebration Church. Uh, he had got invited to go preach in New York, and uh, he asked me. He's like, "Hey, bro, you you wanna uh, you wanna tag along? I got this preaching engagement that I got invited to. I'd love for you to come." And I was like. <laughs> Absolutely. You know what I mean? Like, it's my first time going to New York. I've never been on an airplane. I've never been on a subway. I mean, it's going to be a lot of new things for me. A lot of new this and a lot of new that. And I was like, bro, I'd love to. And so we start preparing and we get our flights ready. And the day comes where we're flying off to New York. And I remember on our way there, we were planning, like, where we're going to go shopping. There's some stores that we wanted to hit up. You know, we enjoy nice shopping. Uh, let's be honest, you know, uh, San Angelo's not the best when it comes to shopping. Uh, <laughs> um, but so we said, you know, we're going to go do a little shopping in New York. And so Pastor Keenan had actually had a purchase in mind that he wanted to make, a specific purchase. He wanted to buy some boots from some store that was called Yellowstone. I was like, what? He's like, no, bro, YSL. And I was like, oh, okay, I can say that. Had no idea what the store was. Um, but I was like, cool, bro, I support you. Let's, do, let's go do it. Well, the day finally comes where it's our day to go hang out in New York. And we're walking on Fifth Avenue. I don't know about you, but this is a big deal to me. Fifth Avenue. Like, I'm used to walking up and down Bell Street. You know what I mean? And I find, I find myself walking on, how did I get on Fifth Avenue? Like, I don't belong here. I'm on Fifth Avenue, and, man, we're, we're on our way to the store where Pastor King is ready to buy his, his purchase, make his purchase. And, man, when, uh, uh, behold, we, we're, we're right in front of it. And, and the doors are beautiful. Man, you walk in, and I'm telling you, this thing is the most elegant store I've ever been to in, literally in my entire life. I'm telling you, there was mirrored glass walls, mirrored glass ceilings, mirrored glass stairs. I, I'm telling you, man, I, I didn't even want to take a step. Like, I was so just like, man. This place is a little too fancy. So I remember we make our way to the second floor, and Pastor Keenan is now making his purchase. He wastes no time. He finds what he's looking for, and he's paying for it. And I'm kind of waiting in the back, you know what I mean? I'm just kind of, I'm new to this whole thing, and I'm just looking around, and I'm kind of checking the clothes, and I see the price tag, and I'm like, yep, yeah, we're not going to buy nothing from here today. I just wasn't used to that. You know what I mean? Like, I, I'm the kind of guy that grew up shopping. Like, my shopping was my grandma would take me to garage sales Saturday morning. You know what I'm saying? Like, some, y'all know, some of y'all know about that. You know, I walk out of there with, like, a, a broken Power Ranger and, 
some chonas with some hoes in them. You know what I'm saying? Like, that was my shopping. And so we're in this store, and I, I feel uncomfortable. I'm just like, I just kind of don't belong here, you know? And uh, I remember being in there, and all of a sudden, this lady approaches me. She has a platter in her hand, and she has, like, this fancy water, literally, like, the most fancy water you could ever imagine. That was what she had. And she walks up to me. She's like, hey. And I was like, hey. <laughs> and she's like, would you like some water? And I was like, I'm telling you, in that moment, I went silent. I did not know what to say. My mind went blank. I started, worry started to set in. Anxiety started to set in. I was like, there's no, there's no way, like, I can drink this water. Like, it's just way too fancy. This water, like, I, I have no idea how much it costs. I'm sure it costs probably like 100 bucks. Like, I don't even have that in my wallet right now. Like, there's no way I'm going to get, I'm going to say yes. To, do I say yes? Do I say no? Maybe so. What, what, what do I say? Well, what comes out of my mouth next was the most embarrassing thing that I've ever said. I said, uh, yeah, I said, how much is it? And she looks at me and she starts laughing and she's like, it's free. And I was like, of course it is. I need that, you know, like I said, I'd love some. And she gives me some and I'm telling you in that moment, I enjoyed the water every sip. I enjoyed it. It was awesome. We had a blast. We had a good time. But the truth is this, I look back at that store and I laugh now, but the whole time I was there, I, I was just kind of nervous. I was worried about what people might think of me being in a place like that. I was worried that if, if I said yes to the water, like if was I going to have enough money to afford it? You know, I, like it just, a worry started to set in. Anxiety started to set in. All these weird mixed emotions started to set in. And the truth is this, if we're going to be honest, the whole time I was there, I was so worried that I missed out on enjoying what was right in front of me. I was so worried. I was so nervous. I was so caught up that I missed out on what was happening right in front of me. And I'm telling you today, my friends, don't miss out on what God is doing right now. Don't miss out on what God is doing in your life right now. Why? Because this is the truth. The scripture says, give your entire attention to what God is doing right now. What does that mean? That God is doing some stuff right now. He's not only going to do some stuff. Yes, he's going to do some cool stuff in your life, but he's doing some cool stuff right now. I'm telling you, as we enter into this new year, don't get so caught up on what's to come in June or July or August. No, no, no. Let's rest and focus on what God is doing right here, right now. He's doing some amazing things in your life right now. And I ask myself, why do we get so caught up on worrying about the future? Like, why, why do we get so, so, so worried? I think so many times, if we're going to be honest, it's because we think that we have to do it alone. We sometimes feel that we're alone in this whole thing. But the truth is this, is that, can I tell you that God is already there? That he is already there. The scripture said God will help you deal with whatever hard things come up when the time comes. So when that time comes, when you need help, that tells me that God is going to be there for you. That he's already there. That he's going to protect you. That he will provide every, your every need. He's already there. I'm telling you today, my friends, God is in your now and God is in your future. But don't miss out on what he is doing right now. He's going to be there ready to help you. And maybe you're asking, well, how do you know? How do you know God's, God's going to be there to help me? Well, not only does the scripture say that, 
But the, the scripture also says this, and I'll prove it to you. In Revelation chapter 1, verse 8, it says, I am the Alpha and the Omega, says the Lord God, who is, who was, and who is to come, the Almighty. Alpha and Omega is just the, the, this fancy language of that I am the beginning and the end. So the Lord is saying that he is the beginning and the end. What does that mean? It doesn't mean that he's just the beginning at the beginning or he's just the end at the end. No, he's the beginning and the end all at the same time. Simultaneous, he is all, he is the beginning and the end. I'm telling you that blows my mind. What does that mean? My friends, that is proof. That is proof that if God is good today, he's going to be good tomorrow. That is proof that, that if, if he's giving you grace today, he's going to give you grace tomorrow. My friends, that is proof that if he loves you today, he's going to love you tomorrow. Can I say it like this? If he loves you right now, he's going to love you in the future. I don't know about you, but that is something that I love that I need to be reminded of myself. God is good today, and he's going to be good tomorrow. I'm, uh, I'm 29 years old. Um, some people might say I'm a young adult. Some might say you're just an adult. Um, if you... If, if you're from where I come from, um, some people might say, because I am not married and still live with my mom, that I am a kid. <laughs> um, but, well, I don't live with my mom. She, she lives with me. That's what I tell everybody. Um, <laughs> she lives with me. Um, <laughs> I love you, mom. She's back there. Um, <laughs> but so I'm 29 years old, and I often find this question uh, pop up every once in a while within my circle. Uh, and the question is this, uh, hey, Mauricio, how, how do I know that in five years I'm where I'm supposed to be? Like, how do I know that in 10 years I'm exactly where God, where God wants me to be? Like, how, how do I know that I'm supposed to be, like, like I'm, how do I know I'm on the right track? Like, how, how do I know? Well, if you ever have questions like that, I want us to go back to the scripture. In Psalms 119, it says this, 105, it says, Thy word is a lamp unto our feet and a light unto my path. Thy word is a lamp unto my feet and a light unto my path. I don't, know if you, I don't know if you understand what that means, but from what I get from this is that if the word, Jesus, God, the living word, is a lamp unto my feet and a light unto my path, maybe the whole five years won't be lit up. Maybe the whole ten years won't be lit up. But the next step will be. The next step will be lit up. If you're following his voice and you're trusting his guidance, the next step will be let up. What does that mean? What does that tell me? That tells me if you are in tune with the Holy Spirit day by day, moment by moment, second by second, if you are in step with Jesus, if you are, can I say it like this, trusting in Jesus, in five years, you'll be exactly where you need to be. In 10 years, You'll be exactly where God wants you to be. Why? Because you've chosen to trust him day by day. You've chosen to trust him. You've dared to trust him, to trust him with every step you take and every move that 
you make. My friends, I want to encourage you today. Please, I dare you. Trust God with your now. You can trust him with what is going on right now. The scripture says, we read it, give your entire attention to what God is doing right now. Why? Because he's doing some amazing stuff in your life right now. He's doing some great stuff. I remember I was at the house a few years ago. And um, I think we've all had these moments, right, if we're going to be honest, where we kind of just start to worry a little bit. Like, ugh, you get in your moods, right? Can we be honest? We're in church. Um, just me. All right, cool. And, uh, <laughs> and so I remember this time I just wasn't feeling it. You know what I mean? Like, I was just having a day where I was just so caught up and I was so worried about my future. Like, literally. Like, to the point where my mom comes up to me and she's like, what's wrong? Like, what's going on with you? I said, mom, just, I, I'm just worried. I don't know. I don't. I don't know what, what what the next step is. I don't know what it look, what it looks like. I don't know. I don't know who I'm supposed to be with. I I, I don't know what career path I'm supposed to choose. And she's like, oh. She told me something I'd never forget. She said that she said she said, listen, why are you so worried about your future if your trust is in the one who holds it? And I was like, whoa, mom got bars. <laughs> She's like, why are you so worried about your future if your trust is in the one who holds it? And I don't know where she heard that from. I don't know if she got it on TBN or she heard it on Caleb or if it was a God moment that was downloaded to her right then and there. But I'm telling you today, maybe, maybe the issue isn't, isn't, that, isn't that God isn't in our, our future. Maybe the issue isn't that God isn't holding our future. Maybe the issue is that we forgot that he was. Maybe the issue is that we stopped trusting that he was in our future. Can I tell you today that God holds your future in his hands? He holds it. I love the scripture in Proverbs 3, 5, and 6. Maybe this is on your Instagram bio or you have it on a bumper sticker. Maybe you have it tattooed to your arm. But it says this. It says, trust in the Lord with all your heart. Trust in the Lord with all your heart and lean not on your own understanding. In all your ways, submit to him and he will make your path straight. Another translation says he will direct your paths. What comes with trusting God with everything we have? him leading us and him guiding us. I'm telling you today, my friends, when we stop leaning on our own understanding, when we stop trying to call all the shots of our lives, when we can, if we, can I say this? When we put our God to take control of our lives, I'm telling you, you can trust that every good thing that, that comes your way is from him. You can trust that he will lead you and guide you into a beautiful, into a beautiful future. You see, take, let, allow God to take control. Let go of the reins and allow him to be Lord of your life. We're talking about this whole thing about worrying about our future and, you know, replacing that with trusting God with our future. And maybe you're here today and you say, well, Mauricio, well, I got that under control. I, I trust God with my future. Like, appreciate your sermon. But, uh, <laughs> yeah, I trust God already. And that's fine, and I, and I hope you do. But the truth is this, is that uh, the enemy will always try, if he can't get you to worry about what's to come, he'll do everything in his power to get you to condemn you about what you've done. That's what he likes to do. 
if he can't get you to worry about what's to come, he'll, he'll try to condemn you about what you've done. That's, the, that's just the ugly thing about the enemy. He, he, he's a liar. And if not that, he, he will try to do everything he can to let you down and throw lies in your face. That's what he does to us. Can we be honest? Throwing lies in our face is the worst. Oh, you're trying to, you're trying to graduate with that degree? Uh, yeah. Um, good luck. You're not smart enough. A lie. That's a lie. Oh, you're, um, yeah, uh, you're trying to restore your marriage? <laughs> Should have gave up on that one a long time ago. A lie. That is a lie from the pit of hell. Oh, you, um, yeah, you, you're trying to start a family? Don't, don't you remember what the, the result was last time from, like, that report? Yeah, that's final for you. Lie. That is a lie. Oh, you want to start, you want to start a business. Yeah, successful, successful business owner. I hate to break it to you, but, uh, yeah, um, you just don't come from the right family. Yeah. Oh, I don't? I don't? Because last time I checked, the blood of Jesus runs through my veins. I'm here to tell you today, my friends, that Jesus' DNA, God's DNA is your DNA. And you are his child, and he is your father. I'm here to tell you, come on, church, I'm here to tell you today that we serve a God that has already silenced the enemy. You will not be bullied in 2022. I'm telling you today, when we can trust God with our future, we can trust him now, we can trust him with our whole lives. We can trust him now. We can trust him with what he's doing in our lives. There's a story that I want us to look at. I, we're talking about trusting God with our future and our now and how the enemy would like to, to throw stuff at us and just kind of ruin that. There's a story in the Bible that I want us to look at. Where all of a sudden, here, let's just read it. In John chapter 8, verse 2, we pick up, it says this. At dawn, he appeared again in the temple courts. This is Jesus where all the people gathered around him, and he sat down to teach them. The teachers of the law and the Pharisees brought in a woman caught in adultery. They made her stand before the group and said to Jesus, Teacher, this woman was caught in the act of adultery. Can you imagine? Jesus is like trying to teach in the temple. And all of a sudden, these guys bust in with this lady. And they put her in the center. Jesus, yeah, this woman... What do they start doing? They start accusing her. They start accusing, they, they start making, they, 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 they try to embarrass her. They say this, they made her stand before the group and said to Jesus, teacher, this woman was caught in the act of adultery. In the law, Moses commanded us to stone such women. Now, now what do you say? What do you say, Jesus? See, the law says you get caught. Yeah, we're going to have to stone you. But Jesus, what do you, what do you say we do? We keep reading, it says, it says they were using this to question him as a trap in order to have a basis for accusing him. But Jesus bent down and started to write in the ground with his finger. Isn't it crazy that these guys bust in, they throw this woman, and they start asking Jesus, they're ready to stone her. They're living. They're, they're, they're ready. Jesus, what do you say we do? And the first thing Jesus does is bend down and starts to write in the ground. Different theologian scholars believe different things about what Jesus wrote in the ground. I choose to believe that he was just kind of maybe doodling, 
doing his thing, you know, like, come on, man. But isn't it crazy that Jesus immediately didn't give him an answer? He bends down and starts to write in the ground with his finger. When they kept on questioning him, they were going and going at it with him. He straightened up and said to them, let any of you who is without sin be the first to throw a stone. Any of you who is without sin, oh, you trying to stone her because she's, she, she, she sinned? Well, whoever hasn't sinned out of all of you, go for it. Be my guest. As a matter of fact, be the first one to stone her. I'm telling you, we can often look at this and say that Jesus was like, dang, mic drop, which it probably was. But the truth is this, is that Jesus, in that moment, also had a compassion for them. Believe it or not, that not only did he have compassion for her, in that moment, he was also protecting them. I'm telling you today, my friends, that the protection of God, it goes with you. Again, he stooped down and he wrote on the ground. At this time, those who heard began to go away one at a time. The older ones first, until only Jesus was left with the woman still standing there. Verse 10 says this, Jesus straightened up and asked her, woman, where are they? Has no one condemned you? No one, sir. No one, sir, she said. Then neither do I condemn you, Jesus declared. Go now and leave your life of sin. Marie, repeat that last one one more time. Go, go, go and leave your life of sin. Of sin. When Jesus says go and sin no more, I find, it, I find it beautiful. He says go and sin no more. Notice, Jesus didn't say, really, lady, come on, man. Well, you're going to have to now stay in your mess right here for a little bit. Cry your eyeballs out. Cry yourself to sleep and just, just, just stay here for a while and feel bad for yourself. No, it's not what Jesus said at all. He looked at her and he said, go and sin no more. What was Jesus saying in that moment? What was he doing? Jesus was giving this woman hope for her future. He was giving her hope for what was to come. I'm telling you, if this woman, the scripture says she was caught in adultery, this had to have happened no more than 24 hours. The scripture doesn't say that, but I'm, I'm, I can only assume that this probably had just happened. If she was caught in the act. And Jesus had already given her, given her hope for her future. My friends, I'm here to tell you today, I don't know what you've done five years ago, five days ago, five minutes ago. I'm here to tell you there is still hope for your future. There is still hope for your future. Jesus says today, go. What is he saying? He's saying there is still hope for your future. I will try to condemn her when tried to throw her, 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 her stuff in her face, that Jesus had already forgiven her. He had, he, he had already forgiven her. My friend, I'm, t- I'm here to tell you, it doesn't matter how bad people try to make you look, and even in front of Jesus, he will always respond with his love and his grace. Jesus will always respond with his love and his grace. 
And as we wind down, I kind of want to just go over these quick scriptures real fast. In John chapter 3, 17, it says this, For God did not send his son into the world to condemn the world, but to save the world through him. So Jesus came. He didn't come to throw in your face how bad you were, no. He came to save you. He came to love you. He came to show you grace. Why? Because that's who he is. It says this in Romans chapter 8, verse 1. It says, therefore, there is now no condemnation for those who are in Christ Jesus. Have you ever, you, you, do you remember growing up, or, or maybe you're, I don't know, maybe your mom still talks to you, your dad still talks to you like this. But, like, no means no, you know? Like, have you been there? Like, no means no. Can I tell you today in this scripture, when it says, therefore, there is now no condemnation, no means no. No means that there is now no, therefore, there's now no condemnation for those who are in Christ Jesus. And as we wind down today, our bottom line is this, is that God's goodness today is proof that he will be good to you tomorrow. God's goodness today is proof that he will be good to you tomorrow. Can I say it like this? God's goodness right now is proof that he'll be good to you in your future. God's goodness right now is proof that he'll be good to you in the future. This new year, my friends, trust that God is good as you walk in forgiveness and in his grace. Trust that he's good. Trust that our God is good. Thanks for listening to this week's message from Celebration Church. We hope you'll stay connected by following us online. You can find us on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter.